Like Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. It's very clear as Novas published their annual report that the homeless crisis has not gone away. A whole 500 million euro investment for new social housing was announced in budget 2021. But will it be enough? Dr Una Burns, Head of Policy and Communications at Novas, joins us now. Good morning to you now. How are you? Morning, Gillian. Uh, so budget 2021, will it solve this crisis? Um, I think Budget 2021 is very welcome. I think it's very ambitious by the government to um, pledge um, such um, significant sums of money and um, to increase the um, the targets set out by Rebuilding Ireland. I think increase the targets by about 600 units. I don't think it's probably still sufficient. I think we're probably looking in the region about 15,000 um, social and affordable houses needed each year, but it is a good start and I think it was particularly heartening to see that there was a particular mention of single um, one-bed units being built because we do uh, see that single people spend the longest period of time in homeless accommodation and there's very little exits and options for them to leave homelessness um, because of the lack of one-bed units. What do you think about the co-living aspect, seeing as the government approved, sorry, didn't approve, didn't they refuse to ban co-living just uh, recently? So what are your thoughts about that? Do you think that's a good or, or a bad move? There are options, positive options and positive examples of co-living in other European um, states. I think that if, if it was an option, it'd probably be only such a small um, portion of the of the solution to the homeless crisis. And I do think we need to concentrate more on um, people having their own independent units of accommodation because we know, we know from um, working with people who are experiencing homelessness that it works much better if people have their own front door and their own key and their own independent living, particularly for people who were formerly homeless because often they have complex needs around their mental health and um, they have lots of trauma associated with being homeless or um, associated with adverse childhood experiences. So living independently works better for them and I think it, by and large it's a better solution and um, I think we need to concentrate our housing um, by looking at our social housing waiting lists and looking at um, which, where is the greatest demand and right throughout the country we see and, and in, uh, Limerick is no exception in this that about 50% of all um, um, individuals and households on the social housing waiting lists are single people so we need to be building more units targeted for those and I think around 75% of all houses um, households in the state had three people or under. So we need more smaller units in general, one and two bed units, um, to meet the demand on the social housing waiting list. Do you think that the homeless crisis has taken, has suffered as a result of the pandemic taking all the headlines over the last seven or eight months? I think uh, most certainly the people who are experiencing homelessness have suffered because of the pandemic because already by the nature of homeless people they are extremely socially isolated and that was compounded by the restrictions imposed by the pandemic which were absolutely necessary but many of the important networks and social structures that they depend on a day-to-day basis such as support from staff and and even just the daily interactions with the people that live in the congregated settings were really curtailed so their social isolation was um, really compounded by the pandemic um, in terms of, I think there are some really positive things that came out of the pandemic, particularly for um, homeless families and particularly in Dublin, where there was a huge swathe of Airbnb um, accommodation that was not being occupied. And now we have got tenancies or even 12-month um, and 18-month left for homeless families that were previously 
stuck in hotels for long periods of time. So that is a positive. Um, of course, um, there, there's lots of difficulties for, in the pandemic for homeless people. And as you say, one of them is probably that it was taken off the media agenda because of the of the pandemic. But look, the, the um, budget was an opportunity to highlight the homeless issue again. And um, I suppose with the launch of annual reports and stuff, we'll bring it back on the agenda. But homelessness certainly hasn't gone away. And in fact, during the pandemic, more single people entered accommodation than exited emergency accommodation. So we need to continue to focus on this because the homeless crisis, you know, is about eight years old. The pandemic crisis is about eight months old. So it's not going to go away overnight. We need to find these solutions. And I guess the biggest solution is housing and the wraparound supports that come with that housing to make sure that people can maintain their tenancies and prevent that cycle of homelessness and that revolving door homelessness. And the the other thing that the government has done is that they failed to put a ban in place for evictions. Well, the ban has been reintroduced um, for the duration of the Level 5 restrictions, and that is most welcome. I think it was unfortunate that the ban couldn't have remained for the in- intervening months um, um, between the lockdown and now the Level 5 restrictions. And the, the ban has really helped to stem the flow of people coming into homelessness, particularly families. And that's really, really important. I mean, prevention. But there are is- calls for it to be put in place for six months, and they won't do that. No, they only have been placed for the uh, duration of the level five restrictions, and I agree that it would it'd be immensely helpful for people who are in rent arrears through no fault of their own to have this ban in place um, for for the duration of six months. Because we, it appears that we're going to be living with this pandemic for a lot longer than you know to the end of twenty twenty, and we will be living with it into twenty twenty one. So I think that the ban should be absolutely extended. It protects uh, renters in the private rented market, and many people in need of social housing. Most people in need of social housing are actually in the private rent market with rent supplements such as HAP supporting their tenancies. So if people go into arrears and if the ban is lifted, we will see a flood of people coming into homelessness at a time when, you know, you're trying to prevent moving uh, of people and people moving from house to house or people being prevented from going to house viewings and um, the the situation will become overwhelmed very quickly. Do you know now, I know you probably don't have the figures to hand, but do we how roughly how many families do you think in the Midwest are still in emergency accommodation, hotels and things like that? There's probably in the region of about 30 families um, in hotel accommodation. And then we also have um, B&B, uh, our um, hubs, hubs um, as well in Limerick City um, in, and in uh, Ennis and County Clare. Um, the pandemic, there was a move, um, a reduction in the number of families experiencing homelessness and living in emergency accommodation during the pandemic. Um, but again, when the uh, ban on evictions is lifted, we do anticipate that this will increase again. Um, uh, the certainly um, emergency accommodation, particularly hotel rooms, is extremely difficult for families to live in, and it was extraordinarily challenging for um, families to live in that, those circumstances during lockdown, where the, there was no childcare, there was no education, there was no creches. So families spent all day, every day in one room, and even the networks that they normally rely on, such as their extended family friends, maybe to go over for a meal a couple of evenings a week or to support them with laundry or just for the general psychosocial support that was all suspended because people couldn't come in and out of people's homes. So it was a really, really challenging and traumatic time for people. And while the pandemic and the restrictions imposed were difficult on all of us, it was certainly more difficult on some people than others. And homeless families and emergency accommodation are right up there and most adversely affected by the pandemic. And over the coming weeks, how do you expect people like that to be able to cope? 
um, it's going to be a real challenge for them, particularly when their networks of extended family and friends are curtailed. Now, it shouldn't be as difficult as the first round because at the moment anyway, education, particularly schools, creches and childcare support still remain open and we have the capacity to meet people, one other family, um, out of doors and there's also bubbles um, recognised for single parents with children under 18. So there are greater provisions and greater support structures for those families but it will absolutely be a challenge, there's no doubt about that. And of course, don't you usually do a fundraiser around Christmas time, sleep out? That's right. off the cards. Yeah, that's like like all um, uh, charities were immensely challenged, particularly coming up quarter four in terms of fundraising because it's it's largely community and public fundraising events that we rely on at this time of year. We're still going to continue to do as much as we can digitally. So our toy appeal this year, rather than people buying gifts and dropping to them to our intensive family support service, which they can still do, absolutely, but obviously with shops clo- closed, that's really difficult for people. We're asking people to donate directly um, to the Toy Appeal on our website or else to buy online vouchers for Smiths or Penny or sports stores so our staff can do online shopping. Um, it prevents a throughput of people of the public through our services, um, but it ensures that the Toy Appeal continues to, to um, develop and to grow right throughout the Christmas season because we anticipate with um, the amount of people that have um, lost their jobs or on a reduced hours that we will have more demand than ever for a Toy Appeal this year. In terms of our sleep out, we're going to do a virtual event this year. Um, so we're asking people to sleep in rather than sleep out. So sleep in their homes, sleep in their gardens, sleep in, in their car parks of work, in small, safe groups. Um, maybe set up a den in the living room with the children um, do it maybe you know in your garden your next door neighbour doing it in their garden so trying to create inventive ways for people to still participate still bring that Christmas spirit that fundraising element but of course it's going to be done safely and entirely different to the usual bells and whistles event outside Brown Thomas on the last Friday of December before Christmas Okay, well, we'll be keeping an eye on that, uh, Una, and as we get closer to it, you might come back on and talk to us a little bit more about that virtual event. For But for this morning, Dr. Una Burns of Novas, thanks for joining us on the programme. Thank you. Bye, Julian. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.